Business Tech Weekly Podcast, episode number 101. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Motown Business Weekly. Hallelujah. Glory. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious. Hey, my friends, we are back with another episode of Business Tech Weekly. And uh, Andy, I think we should let our audience in so that they can be prepared ahead of time. Yeah, be prepared to be uh, unprepared and that we're going to have different music every time because we can. Yeah. And it's fun and keep you listening and... um, Set the tone for the show. So, uh, great choice there, Cliff. Yeah. Great choice. Thank you. Thank you Testify, very much. my brother. Testify. <laughs> Steven wants to know if the audience participants can submit audio intro music. So, of course. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it, it, has to, it has to go through an approval process of two here, but... Uh, Not one. It's all you. I'll <laughs> delegate it. All right. <laughs> but, but yeah, feel free. It has to be royalty-free music, though. It cannot be something that is licensed uh steven you may sing if you like uh that would be a totally awesome i mean check this out oh wait no that's not it oh you know what I, I don't actually have megan's on here right now oh yeah megan's uh yeah we have we've got people who have sung so so steven if you want to sing an intro for us bring it on my friend <laughs> bring it on <sighs> all right right so right. andy today Business Tech Weekly. Uh, this week in technology, we have a brand new operating system for our iDevices. iDevices, yes. And uh, the, the update affects different devices in different ways, as in some functions don't work on some devices and some are made specifically for other devices. And it can really, and again, because this is Business Tech Weekly, not just We Love iDevice Weekly, uh, even though it is, um, that, you know, th- there's some features on this new update that could really help you and your business and the way that you sync items, I think, is, is the biggest thing. And, and when it comes to having all of your information, uh, you know, synced to your devices, I think that's the, in my opinion, the, the, the biggest, from a business perspective, part of the update uh, that would be uh, helpful to business owners. So people want to make sure that they're uh, using their, their time wisely with their technology. You agree? I would agree, in fact. Um, and I tell you what, I installed the new iOS 5 device or uh, operating system on my iPhone. And I installed it on my wife's iPhone. And so far, I'm truly digging. My favorite thing is uh, read receipts uh, or delivered in read receipts on iMessages. Have you been able to see this yet? I have not used iMessage yet. I was expecting IMS or the messaging app to actually have an I in front of it from this point forward. Uh, so that that kind of confused me. It's like, like that, I don't even know what it looks like. Yeah, but it, it I'm looks. I'm updating my iPod right now, actually. So it, it it looks just like what the SMS message message app looked like before. But um, one of the things that I want to encourage people to do once you get your iOS installed, uh, click on settings and then uh, go to notification. No, not notifications. Go down to uh, messages in your settings menu and turn on send read receipts of course if you want to um, and so I it's turned off by default 
But now what's cool is there was there I've had some issues where AT&T like decides between me and my wife to I don't know, sometimes wait to hurt thir- your relationship to, to to wait 30 minutes to an hour and a half to deliver an SMS message. Right. And um, there was a time where, you know, Stephanie was at the store and she sends me this text message and she's like, hey, you know, do, you know, what do you think about this for dinner? And she's got a picture of it. And and, uh, you know, and I send her a text message back and say, hey, that sounds great. Will you pick up, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, some kind of like special treat that I'm looking forward yeah. to. And the next thing I know, she walks into the store and or walks into the front door and I'm helping her carry the groceries up and her phone goes tishing or whatever the the sound that she has right. and and it's a message she goes oh i just got this and i'm like oh so you didn't bring my thing <laughs> and i'm like oh that stinks you know and you, it, yeah and so, you're half mad at her but you're more mad no, at yeah and i'm not mad at her at all but yeah at t come on get it on the ball but what's nice is with this new fit with this new deal here is um if you're if you're sending a message to somebody else who has who has a um, iDevice, um, then what will happen is it will tell you when that message has been delivered to that other device. And then if they have it turned on to actually send a read receipt, that means what will happen is it will actually switch to say, instead of saying delivered, it'll say it was read at 11.47 a.m., and is that is that to assume that you've opened up the the app and you've looked at it? Is that the red yes. trigger? Yeah, that's the red. It's not, it can't be just when it's delivered. I mean, you have to have yeah. looked at it on the app, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's delivered. Now the thing is, though, is if they happen to have their their uh, messaging app open and right. and literally open to the conversation, that's just like the display of right. you and that person have. Now, if that's just open. Technically speaking, it could have been delivered and been sitting there and not necessarily read. But right. but here's here's the thinking behind this. Most of our phones are set to where, you know, after three or four or five minutes of anything, it's right. going to close it out of, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to close your phone, shut it down or whatever. So, I mean, if you're sending a new message, chances mm-hmm. are they don't just they don't just have their phones, you know, open and open to a conversation you had previously. So it, there's a good, I'd say 99.99% of the times, if it tells me that, that it's been delivered, it means, yes, it's finally made it to that phone. And right. when it switches to say, hey, this has been read, that means they've literally opened up the application and, and potentially have looked at that message and read it. So, you know, and it's funny because some people are going, Andy, Cliff, like this is reading a message. What's the big deal? <laughs> And maybe you haven't run into this, but Cliff, I have where, and, and a lot of times it's, and, and I think on a business application, this is, you know, just as true or valid, but I have had those situations where my wife sent me a message or I sent it to her and, and I, or, you know, and I'll say something like, Hey, I just, um, I just got your message about me picking that up or, you know, or us going to dinner or, or whatever. And, and I'm standing right next to her and she sent it 30 minutes ago. So um, again, it's, it's this, it's the tweaks, it's the safety nets so on and so forth, uh, to the system. But you know, th- there are some, for people who want to read other, uh, angles on this or the larger perspective is that SMS messaging is a cash cow. Uh, I think they said it takes something like a quarter of a cent for that's the cost for a, a carrier to send a message and they'll charge, you know, up to 30 cents or 50 cents to send a message for some people on certain plans. Um, or, you know, and there's other plans where it's $10 a month or whatever. 
But if you don't use that messaging anymore, I mean, ten dollars a month doesn't sound like a lot, but when you multiply it across a million subscribers, you know, it's going to hurt their bottom line. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so it does matter. And uh, again, it's 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 uh, Apple keeping more and more of our activity within uh, their. Um, you know, well, within their ecosystem. Well, and the cool thing here is is that I have, you know, McKenna and Matthew both have iPod touches. So, you know, we've been looking for a way to message back and forth with them, but I don't want to put them onto these services that automatically open them up to be connected to a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. And so from what I understand, I should be able to set them up their own iMessaging accounts on their individual touches. And so they can actually SMS or message back and forth with Stephanie and I from their iPods as long as they're in a Wi-Fi area, which I think is really mm. cool. Uh, and, yeah. the, and of course, the biggest thing being that, you know, what if they're, you know, what if we're out and the kids are here, you know, they could send a message, you know, if they needed to. Yeah. I think that that that's kind of cool. And, um, you know, so, yeah, absolutely. For for me, I, I just love the fact that I know now that my message, you know, that my message has been delivered to for me, AT&T has been notorious for taking a long period of time to deliver messages. I don't think any have ever been lost, but the longest one took six and a half hours from the time I sent it. <laughs> so that that was getting ridiculous. So now if it's it's the same it's the same application, but if if Apple recognizes that the person on the receiving end has iOS instead of going via SMS, it goes through their Apple servers. And and it's it's pure goodness. I like it. Pure goodness. Yeah. The, the other application that I can see that I'm really going to love, absolutely going to love, is the Reminders app. And it and it's kind of like you know, is this a task app or something like that? Is this just another to do list or whatever the case may be? And I don't think that I'm actually going to see this as a to do list as much as a you know, don't forget this when you are at such and such place or when you leave such and such place because it's location specific it can be it's you can either do time or location or both and it and i love it when you actually set one that says you know uh remind me to um remind me to fill up the gas tank in the car you know and it'll say um i can say when you know when i leave this location and actually have my home address in there or it, and it'll say, or uh, tomorrow at no- 12 noon, you know, whichever comes first wow. you know, or, to- or, or whichever happens the latest. So if I leave, if I leave tonight and I drive out, it's like Stephanie says, Hey, you know what? If you don't mind, would you mind filling up the, ca- you know, the gas in the car? I mean, it's got a quarter of a tank. It's, I mean, it's not going to run out, but man, it'd be great if you could just do that for me. Cause I'm going to be so busy doing this, this, and this. It's like, yeah, I'll do that for you. And then I don't know about you, Andy, but you say that you'll do that. And then all of a sudden it's like you just take the car out for a quick run. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Cliff. You know, and, and, Did and my wife call you and, and then, tell you to talk about this. And then all of a sudden you come back and, and now the car had a quarter of a tank. Now it's got an eighth of a tank and Stephanie can't even go to that one place. And and she just, you know, assumed that there is at least a quarter of a tank. But now there's not even that. And and what happens is this reminder, you can say, hey, you know, fill up, you know, fill up the gas tank for, you know, fill up the tank for Stephanie. And and then you can put a little thing in here that says, you know, remind me of this when I leave my home location. And so and I did I've done a couple of these tests and it's cool. As soon as you, you get in the car, you drive away and and I had completely forgot that I set the test. 
and and I you know I I'm I'm at the end of the street right before I hit the uh, the stop sign. My phone goes beep 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 beep, beep and it says fill up the gas tank. <laughs> it's awesome. That is yeah. so cool. Um, the other thing is is you know what if what if all of a sudden um, let's just say you have something that you're going to return to somebody the next time you go to their to their <laughs> office. Seriously, did my wife tell you to say this stuff? Because I have like. I have like seven things in our car that, you know, where I've seen someone 12 times mm-hmm. and I haven't given it back to them. You yes. Know? Yes. So yes, I can relate. So here's, here's the situation. You got this in the trunk and, and how many times have you gone to that person's place of business and, and every single time you walk away and you're just like, man, it's still in the trunk. Uh, well, next time, what you do is you just put it, it's like, oh, I'm going to remember this next time. So you go into your reminders, add a reminder that says, you know, when I'm at this address, pull up a reminder that says, get that out of the trunk and give it to them. And by golly, you'll never, you don't have to remember it anymore. The next time your phone recognizes via GPS that you've pulled in, you know, within that little place, or you could even be just driving by. It's like, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, deliver this. Well, you right. know, it's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to pull in here and, and drop that off. This mm. is awesome. I love this whole idea of location-based reminders. Yeah. This is getting me excited about technology. Well, not that I wasn't before, but. That's right. Even Finally, more. Cliff. Finally, you've come around to see technology is a good thing. So, <laughs> well, this glad. is cool. I'm glad. No, I'm, I'm excited about a couple of things that are going to save me some time. You know, the, the built-in, um text expander that they have you know about this what's that the built-in text expander no uh, is this in twitter you mean no it's or it's in, in iphone the, um yeah i'm trying to see no here. i haven't i hadn't heard about this one okay go to settings and then general okay i'm there and then keyboard okay so uh keyboard and for those who have heard us talk about it we love text expansion it's a great it's a great tool we use oh, text shortcut expansion. Yep. So you can do shortcuts, add a new shortcut, and just like text expander, when you type in, you know, if you do, you know, be right back, and then you type brb in your keyboard in any app, uh-huh. it will, you know, you, it'll do a suggested word if you're starting to type this or that or international, wow. type int. It, it, it's a text expander for your phone. This is awesome i know i'm glad you didn't know <laughs> yeah this is this is cool so so the question okay i see that it's got it, it has um a little uh, a little option it says period shortcut so i guess if i turn that on it's it would be dot o n or o m w is on my way um period. or otherwise i could actually just what's happened the space bar will insert a period followed by a space i'm not sure um, auto capitalization. Oh wait, yeah. no, no, no. okay. That, no, I think that's that's more, a different um, uh, that's a different option. So just yeah, they're talking. Oh, they're just talking about when you double tap, do you want to make a period? Or all right, not? so I'm going to try this. O M W. So let me just go into my uh, messages here. Yeah, why don't you go into your iMessages because I sent you one and you didn't. Yeah, respond. I, I actually, I but see, I know that it was this? delivered. Oh, it was read at twelve fifty five. O M W. Oh, it did. There you go. There you go. There and you go. watch, it's just been delivered. <laughs> I have read it. And it has not told me yet that you've read it. Oh, wait. How exciting is this, really? This I, don't, I mean, people are on the edge of their seats. Yes, they right are. Right now, I'm sure you're just raptured with this stuff. All right. So have you, have you read it yet? I have. I'm looking at it right now. All right. Well, it's, still, it's just saying delivered on my end so right now. Okay. So. Okay. Well, anyway. Oh, anyway, there it is. So that's a nice little... Uh, 
I sent out, and, and I'll put this um, if you want to. Um, now, you sent that from your iPod Touch or iPad? I did. iPod Touch. Okay. No, it did not tell me that you read it because you probably, did, ha- did you turn on send re- read receipt? Uh, no, I didn't. That's why it didn't <laughs> tell me that you read it. Okay. So, so how did, <clears throat> you're sending this from your iPod Touch. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So my question for you then is, um, how did you put in my phone number or my email address to send that? I just started to type in your name and I have your phone number in my contacts. And uh-huh. so I used the phone number. Nice. So I'm messaging in the chat room right now with Steven and I'll try to do his with a, um, email address. Let's nice. see how that, uh, it's giving me an exclamation point. This it's is not cool. registered All right. with iMessage. So it says that his, his work email is not registered with iMessage. Right. Um, so I'll have to use his other one. So the other cool thing about this, just to clarify, is if you want to message people, again, they're trying to put things sort of in one format, so um, or one tool, I should say, so you don't have to use a, you can use a phone number, you can use a different, or an email address, uh, which is another unique thing. It, you don't have to have the person's phone number in order to message with them. Yeah, this is good stuff. Um, and so what else is going on? Is there anything else that's kind of business related that, that kind of is helpful for businesses in here? Well, and this is where I, this is where you and I were kind of talking on, on Twitter about this is the ability for them to, for us to sync our contacts. I mean, you know, I know a lot of times in business, it can be very frustrating for people who have a contact here, but not there, or they have it on their iPhone, they sit down at their computer and it's not, you know, it's, they're not syncing together. Yeah. And there's several different ways you can do this, and we're not going to get into all of them. But I, in the past, have used, um, I've told Google to sync with my um, address book on my device. Mm-hmm. And so when I signed up for iCloud, it said, do you want to sync contacts? And I said, no, based on your advice. So I'm just trying to see if it's going to back them up over the cloud with my Google. Because I don't want to just sync through my iDevices, I actually wanted to go from my Google account. I want my Google, all my Google addresses in my Gmail account to sync with my iPod and whatever other device I have. Right. So I haven't tested it, but um, when you sign up for iCloud, which is supposed to sync all your documents and pictures and so on and so forth, uh, I, I opted out of the contact sync. But again, for business, if you've had a problem with keeping track of uh, your, your different um, contacts, you know, oh, where did I put that number and so forth? And this can be a great way to um, make sure that you're you're uh, you're simplifying the process. Yeah. Hey, uh, Steven says, find my friend. I haven't looked at this application. Is that it didn't automatically install? So I guess that's one I have to go download. And I, I want to get that cards application, too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, what's really upsetting for a lot of people in the cards industry is there's like four or five other apps that are cheaper. Yeah. And do the exact same thing. But they're just not made by Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's one card company that says something like, um, yeah, like, cause I asked them all the response and they said, we're very excited that Apple wants to charge four ninety nine for something we charge two ninety nine for. <laughs> that was their official response, you know? So, um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I thought it was two ninety nine. They no, must be doing it worldwide. It's two ninety. Yeah, it's two ninety nine in the U S and it's four ninety nine. Oh really? Globally. For just a card? Yeah. Yeah, four ninety nine for worldwide. Is that what you said? Yeah, it's four four ninety nine if you want to oh, do I it outside. Four ninety nine for like a card. No, I, I thought like, it was two ninety nine for inside the U.S. I could be wrong, but I, that's what I remember hearing. But that other that that send a card if you want to talk about that a little bit because you know that's another 
customer service thing. You know, you can send a card right from your device. And uh, frankly, you know, Dan Miller is really good about sending, you know, physical products to yes. me and other folks that he says thank you to. So, yeah, I just I got I just got an, a big book from Dan called Free Marketing. Yeah. Yeah. You sent that to you. Yep. Awesome. So uh, the, the the cool thing is, though, is that, uh, yeah, you can send cards. And, and I guess with this find my friend, the, I, I mean, do you I, I guess we all have to have it installed and stuff. But uh, yeah, I, he says, here's a here's a business idea is that you find my friend. You can say, hey, as I approach Cliff, send me a text message to thank him for the card he sent me. You know, that that's just another you know, <laughs> it's another way to just be a reminder and be mindful of of just the kind of things that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think what, what we have to decide, and I'm not telling people what to do. I'm telling what I've decided is you have to decide is, is them knowing this stuff about me an intrusion or is it a tool? Cause some people like freaked out. Like I don't want them to know where I'm at all the time and so on and so forth. They already know where you're at all the time. <laughs> okay. My point is how are you going to use it? Are you going to turn everything off so they don't know you're at? Or are you going to embrace the? Oh, you mean the, the, the other people? Yeah, the, the find my friend. That, yeah, the the find my friend. I'm sh- sure that I would be extremely select. I mean, the only people I would add to find my friend, you know, <laughs> is I mean, it's not going to be all the people I have on Twitter. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, find my friends. Yeah, you don't be, you love those functions. Yeah. Would you like everyone on Twitter to know this? No, <laughs> I would not. Yeah, find my friends. I'm so I'm. Looking this, find my friends is a free application, and I am installing it now. But yeah, I I, I don't know who I would use this with, um, to be honest with you, because this reminds me of Google Latitude, yeah, uh, which is a service that would allow you to consistently share your location at any time with friends. You know, hey, show me on a map where all of my friends are. So this is something I would certainly be willing to use with my family. But uh, very select few friends would also be able to also see where I'm at at any given time. Yeah, I, I love Stephen in the chat. And again, live chat at gspn.tv slash live for the shows on Thursday, um, 1230 Central. Stephen says uh, he could set up a, a reminder. It says, when I get home, send me a text message to hug my kids. Yeah, it, it is there, that is awesome. You know, how, yeah, how yeah. many times, you know, it would be nice to have that reminder, you know, just something. It's like, you know what? Yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes we get so we we get so caught up in in everything that you sometimes need to be reminded to do thoughtful things. And yeah, why not use the tool for something that's you know going to add to your life and your marriage or your you know something that's more than just a a tech tool. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I nice love call. it. Nice call, Stephen. I put mine as when I get home, I ask my wife, "How are you feeling today?" Because I forget to ask that. So. Well, I'll tell you what, um, should we turn to the listener feedback voicemail oh, hotline? I I know people listen to the show, Cliff, because uh-huh. I get emails and Andy, this is how I first got introduced to you and I get clients that say, this is, I listened to the show yesterday and friends that say, listen to the show. But listener feedback to me is the greatest measure of the show's impact. The people that actually take the time to call and give us feedback. So. I'm going to shut up, play it. I love All right. It. Well, we've already talked a little bit about text expansion in our iPhones right now, but uh, Dustin has 
a little tip about text expander as well. So let's take a look and see what Dustin has here. Hi, Cliff and Andy. This is Dustin Hartzler calling from yourwebsiteengineer.com. And I wanted to join the conversation about text expander and one of the neat features that I just recently learned about. I love all the tips that you guys shared, but this is one thing that you didn't actually mention. The thing is you can use the, the tag percent sign clipboard and that will automatically paste in whatever's on your clipboard. So let's let's talk through what a workflow is for me. I always, after I post one of my podcasts to Libsyn, I go ahead and I copy the link so I can use that in my blog post on my WordPress installation. So when I copy that, then I go to my blog post and I've got a short code written out. So at the very bottom of every episode, I have the link that says download this episode, which is needed for iTunes and everything else to actually flow my content, you know, to where it needs to be. And so I have a little code that I do D-D-O-W-N for download. And that will paste the the Lipson URL in the ahref part of the uh, part of the short code and then it has download this episode and then it closes the 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 link tag and so really kind of neat um, saves me a ton of time you know I do it once a once a, a week I guess so it saves me that much time but uh, something like you Cliff it could save you you know minutes times however many podcasts that you do every week or for your virtual assistant so I just thought that was a great tip and thought you guys like to know thanks for all you do and a great show keep it up Bye. All right, Dustin, thank you very much. Um, you know, I found some other ways to where I don't have to actually do that code anymore, but I definitely understand what he's talking about, you know, doing the percent sign. What do you say? Pl- percent sign clipboard? Yep. That is that's that is awesome that it will automatically input whatever was in your clipboard. And, and I could see several uses for that. Are you were you tracking along with that, Andy? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's great. I was I was wrote in the chat room. That's really smart <laughs> because with those text expansions, for those who don't know, if they haven't really gotten more into it, you can create text expansions with spaces for you to add information. Uh, you know, like thanks blank. Yes. You know, and, and it'll end. give you a pop up to fill in that when, right when you're in there. But this is nice that you know you you're let's just say you're consistently going and highlighting and copying something. And yeah, I like that idea. So Dustin, thank you. I'll tell you what, we, you know, we have another uh, uh, kind of text expander kind of feedback from Troy. So uh, let's take a look and see what Troy has here. Hey, Andy and Cliff. This is Troy from here in Kentucky. I'm calling about your Business Tech Weekly show. Uh, during this recent episode, you talked a lot, a lot, a lot about how you Mac users use text expander. i got to tell you that I've been doing a, uh equivalent of that using... Uh, Microsoft Word on the dreaded PC. They've got a thing called autocorrect that you can add things into autocorrect and then you can use your Microsoft Word for whatever you like. For instance, I've gone in and changed uh, T-H-A-N-K-X to have Word autocorrected to. Thanks so much for contacting me. I'd like you to know more about my shows. Here's what I do. And then I also have, you know, C-O-N-T-X. And when I type that in and hit a space, I've got a paragraph that talks about all the different ways you can contact me, Facebook, email, etc. So that's something that's already in there. And since there's the super powerful spell checks already built into uh, Microsoft Word, when it's an important email that I'm trying to send, I actually craft it in Word first using all of those, you know, paragraphs that I've put into autocorrect. So that's another example for people that aren't, 
you know, Mac-based, but, you know, still want those uh, things. Thanks so much. I love your work. All right, so I did not know that uh, Microsoft Word had such robust uh, text and replacement kind of functionality. Um, uh, so I think that's exciting to to hear. I haven't used Microsoft Word in forever, so I'm I'm glad that that's available. But if, yeah, a lot of people still do. I mean, as much as I run with people who don't, there's still so many so many people that use. Microsoft Office package that it's good to know that, that that's an that's an option. Well, I have hopefully some even better news for Troy, and that is, you know, the, I don't know that I would actually use Text Expander as much if I had to pull content out and copy and paste and and move it back and forth between programs and stuff. Um, the what I love about Text Expander is it doesn't matter where I'm at. I mean, almost all the time, anywhere I'm at, I can type in these little short codes and it punches it in right into the application where I'm at. Um, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the question or the, the thing is, is there's no text expander for, um, for the PC. But if you go to gspn.tv forward slash texter, T E X T E R, that's gspn.tv forward slash T E X T E R. Uh, this is a life hacker, um, version of, te- uh, text expander for windows. And it's all open source, and it says Windows only. Text substitution app Texter saves you countless keystrokes by replacing abbreviations with commonly used phrases. And this is supposed to work just like Text Expander in the background, so that it will work wherever you are. So nice. There you go. Give that a shot. I don't. I mean, this was a long time. This was November. It was last updated November six, two thousand seven. <laughs> But I, you know, it, it could, it might possibly still work with Windows Seven. If not, I, I, maybe if enough people, you know, went to the the person, the Adam Posh who created this, maybe he would be willing to update it for Windows Seven. But it, then again, it could still work with Windows Seven. I don't know. In fact, if anybody tries Texter, and you and you find out if it works or not, would you let us know? Yeah, yeah. So, Call the show eight five nine seven nine five. Four zero six seven. Exactly, and and I mean, it, just give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. In fact, we we want to know, like, do, do you have an idea for a new tagline for our show? So here's John Wilkerson, who has just such feedback. Whoa! Hey, Cliff and Andy, John Wilkerson here from thewiredhomeschool.com, and you know, I'm listening to this introduction, and I think you, I think you need a uh, a smaller tagline. So maybe <laughs> it should be something like Business Tech Weekly. We help you get her done. <laughs> anyway, just wanted to provide a little levity. Uh, thanks for all you guys do. Uh, it helps a lot of people out. And I enjoy listening to the podcast. Bye. All right, John. Thank you so much. We help you get her done. I, I like it. I think Larry the Cable I'm just guy thinking is already next using week, that one. Sorry, go ahead. What? No, no. Go ahead. I was just going to say next week, if you could do some country music and then change the intro to that. that really- <laughs> We're here to get her done. <laughs> what kind of show is this? <laughs> it's the Kentucky influence. Sorry. Uh, that's so funny. Nice. Well, thanks for calling in, John. Did you, uh, did you we'll like con- how I had we'll that on that. demand? <laughs> the get her done. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you do that a little too well, pal. <laughs> I know. I'm from <laughs> that's, Kentucky. That's the native tongue speaking right there. That's right. That's good stuff, uh, dude. Hey, uh, another thing we talk a lot about here on Business Tech Weekly is our Kindles. And yes. Dustin called in with a reminder because we were talking about the library service. 
And he wants yeah. to tell us about this way that we, you know, don't forget about the lending search feature of, mm. of the Kindle. So he brought this up. Hey, Cliff. My name is Dustin calling from my car <laughs> located in Topeka, Kansas. I was listening to the uh, Business Tech Weekly podcast that you and Andy do. And uh, you were talking a lot about the Kindle library and how that works, and then mentioned the lending feature, which uh, brought me to remember the fact that I don't have a Kindle. However, there's a uh, website that my friend put together, and it's called Lindle. That's L-E-N-D-L-E. And uh, basically that service connects people together so that if you have a book to lend, you can list it, and then if someone wants to borrow it, uh, they can connect with you in that way and borrow it. And uh, I haven't personally reviewed it, but uh, I know that it might be something of high interest, especially to those who are looking to bootstrap something or get something on cheap. So I just thought I'd bring in that little tip. Thanks for what you do. I enjoy the podcast with uh, you and Andy and uh, everything else. Have a great day. Bye. All right. Thank you so much, Dustin. And uh, I'm going to Lendl.com, L-E-N-D-L-E.com. I've got Lendl.me. Okay. You want to direct me too. Okay, because I m- mine's not even directing. It's just a blank page at Lendl.com and nothing's there. So Yeah, we'll go to Lendl.me. It looks Lend- a lot better. All right. So there we go. <laughs> Lendl.me. And there it is. Very cool. Available now. Hunger Games. Awesome stuff. Nice. We'll plug for Hunger Games Podcast. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, it looks like there's some pretty... Matter of fact, it's got all three of the Hunger Games trilogy on there. Uh, so I guess you can go in and say, hey... Uh, oh, wait, it says it says you can buy this or sign in to borrow. And it says, Lindel, the easiest, fastest, fairest, and best way to lend and borrow Kindle books and <gasps> get paid for it? Now that sounds weird. <laughs> Seriously? That's- I don't. I don't know. You, I mean, I guess you're saving people money by lending the book out, right? I guess. Um, no Kindle required. Linda works on iPad, Android, BlackBerry, and more. Yeah, that's true. Huh. So frequently asked questions and help. Let's go over there. Lindle book. Uh, so adding a book to your Lindle library and lending a book. What is Lindle? We understand that. Is it legal? Yes. All books are available. <laughs> no, All it's books- not. Shh. All books available for borrow on Lendl are legally allowed to be lent as a part of their deal with Amazon for the platform. Does Lendl make money when I buy books via its button, uh, buy it buttons? Yes, uh, it is a participant in the associate program, so they're getting affiliate credits when you buy. Uh, why doesn't Lendl work with Barnes & Noble Nook e-reader? Because they're not cool like us. It's called Lendl. <laughs> not uh, uh, I'm just kidding I, well sort of um, let's <laughs> I'm horrible aren't I uh, you have does, strong opinions otherwise I, you wouldn't be a podcaster I know you really would be a very lame podcaster if you're like but you know whatever you want to do is fine yeah yeah but Kindles are really awesome uh, let's see does Linda work with non Amazon accounts unfortunately at this time no um, do I have to own a Kindle we already know that what what be, do you really pay people to lend books? How does it work? We do. We pay all users a small credit for every book they loan through Lindle. Uh, the, pr- uh, the price we pay for each book varies uh, based upon the price, demand, and supply of the book. Our patron members earn twice the going rate. Once you've loaned out a book, 
we wait the full two, 21 day loan period, seven days for the borrower to accept and then 14 days for the loan uh, before crediting the lend. This is the only way we can ensure that lends are going through before applying credit to your account. Once you reach $10 in credits, we pay out a $10 Amazon gift card. We pay out gift cards in bulk twice a month. That sounds interesting. Now, is this automated? It doesn't make easy. Does it make it easy to automate that process, or does do you have to go in and put in somebody's email address and? Oh wait, I only want to borrow. Can I? Okay, how do I borrow? How do I earn borrow requests? Am I obligated to lend the books I own? Absolutely not. How many times? Why is my book not lendable? What are the terms? How do okay? How do I lend a book? You'll receive an email notification when someone wants to borrow a book from you, you own. That email will contain a link. If you want to consider lending the book, click that link. Okay. If you'll be taken to a page which explains the some gotchas about lending, <laughs> and if you still want to lend, click the "I'll lend it" button. Uh, on the next page, you'll see a button that says "Loan the book." Click it, and you'll be taken to a form on Amazon site. This form will be pre-populated. That's what I need to know. So it's going to be pre-populated for you with the borrower's information. All you have to do is hit the submit button. When you're done, close the window. You'll then send. You'll then be back on Lindell. If you success, successfully submitted it, um, click the "I lent it" button. And if not, say "I was unable to lend" button. Uh, we've also published this, so it's, it actually sounds pretty relatively easily. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, there's it, it. It. I mean, obviously, they're working around a system that wasn't designed for this and isn't going to make this easy because it means selling less books, but. I don't know that, that that sounds that sounds pretty interesting and I have some high quality books that I know that that are in high demand I, I know Hunger Games is in high demand sure so sure. I, I mean I have that trilogy I have the entire tri- trilogy or the ha- whole Bra- Breaking Dawn series saga yeah and you know Twilight people are going to read all three of them in about 24 hours yeah so also turn over quickly yeah, so hmm. Good maybe, luck. Let me know how that goes. Maybe maybe I could just make a living from lending books on Lendl. <laughs> I'm sure someone will. <laughs> There's also people that make a living using like ultimate couponing. But yeah. you know, having ninety eight bottles of dishwasher soap is not my idea of a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I can't wait till November though. I'm I'm so eager to get my new Kindles, but uh, by the way, I pre-ordered Ste- Stephanie's like, uh, you're going to pre-order mine too, right? <laughs> I'm like, yes. So hers is pre-ordered as well. The only thing I can't figure, and maybe you can answer this for me, Andy. Maybe. Have I'll you, almost make something up. So have, have you ever pre-ordered something from Amazon? Because I don't know if I've been charged yet for, for no, my... No, you don't get charged. I pre-ordered, um, remember we talked to Jason Freed? Yes. Um, I said, hey, by the way, I pre-ordered your book. It doesn't come out for like six more months. Can you tell me why it's worth, why, you know... Yeah. Why I should, you know, leave the order on and they don't charge you until, um, until it ships. Okay. So, and by the yeah. way, rework is one of my favorite books of all time. You know, I, I would like to come back and re re reread rework. I think you'd like it because I, I read, I read it. I loved it. I read it in like a day and a half, you know, and I have this and we can bring this up and if there's something else you want to talk about, we can, but I just want to remind folks that, or, or, or share with folks that, I'm I'm going to reread a couple books, and and the reason is because there's this cultural, I think it's a cultural norm, 
that you read a book once, especially business books, and you just kind of put it on a shelf and you move to the next one. And I don't know why that is. It's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if we're culturally conditioned, you know, because most of the books that we read growing up, we don't enjoy reading. You sort of read it and you're done with it and you, you never go back to it. But I've had to reread a couple of books uh, or re-skim through my notes for podcasting conversations. And I'm like, I forgot how much I really like this book, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I do think that it, it would do a lot more for your business sometimes to not buy a new book, but to read an old book again, like a rework. Yeah. I mean, rework is very much like a reference book. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if you, if you have a company, if you exist within a company, I mean, for folks like you and I, Cliff, for solopreneurs, I think it's, it's valuable, but it's probably, we probably get about 70 or 80% of the value versus if you actually worked, you know, in a, in a more traditional company setting, you know? So I don't know if, if people uh, have, have, have done that and had success, let us know because I, I've, I've made a point to go back and read these books that have moved me so much, then why not have them move me again? Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't agree with you more. That's why I, I don't delete things in my Kindle. I actually, you know how you can actually send it to your, you delete it and put it in your archive. Right. I actually have a local archive, so I don't have to go out and get it again. It's like, you know, I'm, right. I have a folder called I Will Read Again. Mm. Have, yeah, I have, have read. We'll read again. I have completed a folder called "Completed Move Notes," and so what that means is I'm going to go into my Kindle. I think it's what is it? Kindle.amazon.com, where you can access your online notes. Mm-hmm. Access your notes online from the book and all your highlights, and I copy and paste those into Evernote so I can search them when I'm doing a show about them or a blog post or things like that. Cool. So. That's 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 a that's a box that I, or a folder that I have. But yeah, there's no reason to delete anything. <laughs> it's like Gmail. You might as well just archive it because you've got room for it. Exactly. So, yes, I, I will. Uh, I will not be getting a new Kindle yet. But um, for those who do, I'm sure it'll be a, a a wonderful device. I'm I'm excited. I, I and I believe it or not, I'm really excited about the 3G functionality of being able to, uh, you know, you know, even doing uh, Wikipedia searches. You know, while I'm out sure. and about and stuff when you're in a book. But uh, I want to go back to this no charge on Amazon thing. You know, I you know on I, I think it's kind of cool that you know if you pre-order something and it's and it's of incon, inconsequential value. You know, it's not mm-hmm. so big of a deal. But to be honest with you, when it comes to all of a sudden you know putting about three hundred and fifty four hundred dollars, I hate pre-ordering that. Having that come out, you know, setting up in my mind, it's like okay, I have this amount of money, but you know that's you know the the question is. I, I'm going to need to remind myself that I, when I look to see, okay, when I'm th- making decisions about how to move money from one account to another, when I'm making mm-hmm. decisions of, okay, what are we going to pay for using this account versus paying, you, you know, using this account, whether it right. be my PayPal account or the checking, you know, business uh, checking account, because uh, I have debit cards from both. I have a PayPal debit and everything. So this is coming on my PayPal debit and I'm always moving money out of PayPal into my personal and and sometimes and genuine generally i like to get it you know i'll i'll, do, I'll take go ahead and withdraw like five thousand dollars out of my paypal and put it into my checking account only leaving 500 into my paypal and mm-hmm. and with a big huge you know two kindles and not just two kindle touches but two kindle touches uh cases with lights which is another 
$120. So there's $120 for the two cases plus, you know, we're talking three, $400 in there. And right. if all of a sudden I only leave $600 or even $1,000 in my PayPal account, then all of a sudden Amazon goes and wipes out, you know, 400 of that. And then, you know, 240 comes out for this and all these automate. I, I personally, I'd, it, it's, I'm almost better off not pre-ordering and just waiting until the time. And that way I know that the money is there. It's, it's not whether or not I can afford these devices. Cause if, if that's an issue, maybe I shouldn't be pre-ordering them. Right. But the fact is, is that if, it's an accounting issue. It's yeah. an accounting issue for me. I'd, yeah. I'd rather go ahead and pay the money and know that, that it's done, it, you know, but, um, so it'd be I, funny if they gave you that option. Like, please take my money now. Now, the thing is, is I assumed that when I pre-ordered, because I got a receipt for my pre-order, I assumed mm. that the money had been taken out of my PayPal account. Mm. I just assumed that. And so I'm glad to know this. And, and, the, and the, what woke me up to this, this concept that it, it wasn't is that when I actually remember I told you I flip-flop back and forth. Do I want with or without? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it says, oh, well, hey, no big deal. Just so you know, we didn't even charge you. And it's like, oh, so now you tell me that I'm not charged. <laughs> and, and, and so, yeah. So well, it, it's a, it's, it's a know, little bit of a, a hassle. It's a good reminder, too, for folks to understand how PayPal works because PayPal is going to make you have a backup funding source. So it will pull out money from somewhere if you don't have enough in there. Uh, yeah, I think. I don't know if it forces you to have one, but you yeah, should no, have I, a I, backup I think, I think funding it does. source. I think it does, but um, I do believe that when you're using the debit card which is what I'm using, I mm-hmm. think that it doesn't pull the backup sources automatic. I th- I th- if I'm not mistaken, I think there's been a time where it says, nope, this has been denied. Mm. And and, and I, I think it was like, I think my PayPal debit card had gotten denied at like a Chipotle for like $14. So what happened is my PayPal, you know, it was, it was around the first of the month and I had done a big, huge chunk withdrawal from, um, you know, into my person into the business account and then um a bunch of all of the automated you know at the first of the month billings came through and there was only like 13 dollars left in the account and i went to do 14 dollars, and because it was on my debit card it actually rejected it because there wasn't enough money in there so so i think that that's a little bit different i i, mm-hmm. I whereas if it was if it was a paypal if i was going to pay something via paypal and i go and authorize that I think it would probably say, you know, hey, we're pulling this, you know, for, you know, we're pulling funds out of your such and such to cover this cost. Mm. There's, a, I think there's a little, I think those two things work differently. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways to set up PayPal. And, and um, frankly, I'm confused many times when I go into my PayPal account. So, yeah, um, it, its interface reminds me of like the Skype website. <laughs> yeah. If you ever try to buy things from Skype, it's like, it's like they don't want your money. They make it so complicated. I know. Uh, now, <laughs> Uh, Steven says um, there's Sendor, C-E-N-D-O-R. I, I'm not, I've not heard of them, but he says they authorize the payment. Uh, uh, let's see. Then should not be charging until shipment. Okay. So, uh, he, I, you know, oh, vendor. Oh, I think okay. vendor. Okay. So, you vendor, so maybe they're authorizing the payment and it's holding, you know, that out. But I don't even know if that's the case. Let me look at, because if there's a pending charge, then it usually tells me in 
and PayPal, or maybe it doesn't. I don't know what PayPal does anymore. <laughs> I just let them flow the money through to my accounts. That's all I know. So yeah, I think- any, anyway, I, I I think it's I I think just having the conversation is a good reminder for anybody who's pre-ordering something just to be cautious that you know hey you know be tracking where's this money going because I don't know about you Andy I I don't follow every penny that goes because I have Stephanie take my and I've always had my assistant take my PayPal statements and just enter payments through I don't actually mm. confirm you know are those my payments or whatever anymore it's, it's just you know, it, it just goes that way. Um, hmm. but, uh, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, I see a bunch of stuff in here, but no, I don't see anything that says there's anything pending right now. So right now it's saying I have $769 and 20 cents in my balance. So I would assume that if it was November and Amazon says, Hey, we're ready to ship. Boom. That's just going to immediately knock about, you know, whatever the price is of all that stuff. Mm hmm. So I just have to keep that in mind. And and that's I think that's the reason why I brought it up is just folks, just if you're pre-ordering stuff, just know uh, that Amazon is not charging you until whatever. Right. All right. Oh, and, and Stephen is saying uh, the vendor authorizes it and it holds it's held for 24 hours and then it releases it. So that makes a lot of sense. Anyway, Andy, that covers all of our feedback for this week. So we want to hear some more feedback from people, right? Yeah, I want to know, you know, we talk about the systems that we've created to help our business run more smoothly. And, you know, every every time we get a set of feedback, I, I learn something. So there's this weird human assumption that, oh, they must already know that. And uh, your common knowledge could be the breakthrough that I need to save me a half hour a day. So or you may, because or it's you, common knowledge to me doesn't mean it's not, it is to me. Yeah, and well, the thing is, and, and maybe we do know about it, and maybe you know that we know about it because we talked about it, you know, 78 episodes ago, but mm-hmm. dude, there's there's new people listening to this today that hadn't heard about it before, and so uh, give us a call. Tell us, what what are you using? This is what I want to know. What technology tool, what technology tool are you using to become more productive in your business? Uh, what, or, or what soft, what one piece, and if you could leave it, you know, one, one piece of software per feedback, you can call multiple times, but, uh, tell us a little bit about one piece of software, one tool, one tech tool that helps you in your business one way or another. I'd love to hear that. And so, and we would all love to hear that. And, uh, I think Andy, it's a little, it's a time to, to wrap up our Motown episode of business tech weekly. You call it Motown, I call it like the Hallelujah Chorus. Convenient churches like this, they're they're great. Well, my friends, that's going to wrap it up. Until next time, we encourage you to join the community.